Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming up, our top playoff contenders for the Super Bowl, where we'll have a, a draft of sorts. It's a draft where the three of us will select our top contenders. That's coming up in 20 minutes, and we'll give descriptions as to why. We get to rank them. It's our power rankings based on who's available. Outkick 360, glad you're with us. Final hour is here for the Wednesday edition. And this Wednesday started with discussion of Derrick Henry returning to Titans practice. Designated to return from injured reserve, the Titans have 21 days from today to do that. And designate him to return to the active roster. Will that be this week? Could that be next week for a wild card game if they lose in, in Houston? Could it be for the divisional round if they win in Houston? All of that is in play. And Paul, based on what you observed and what we saw from your video, uh, it looks like, I mean, the guy looks like he could play now Yes. if you didn't know that he was coming off an injury. And we haven't seen him open it up. Um uh, you know, or or cut or take contact. But I watched him along with the, the media core, which is now smaller uh, because of COVID restrictions. But we, we watched him uh, through stretch period and through uh, a, a lengthier than usual, I think, individual period. Individual period is the individual positions working. And so we watched him with the running backs. He did everything all the running backs did. He was at the head of the line, ahead of Foreman, ahead of Hilliard, ahead of McNichols. Um, working with the fullback uh, in front of him. I think there's uh, one on, on the practice squad in addition to blasting game. Um, and, you know, he did lateral movements through a bag, you know, take three slides left and then turn your hips and, and accelerate through forward. Um, he took handoffs. You know, they've got a kind of triangle painted on, on the ground that, that tells you what angle to take. Uh, handoffs where you run to – through a garbage, uh, you know, garbage can that's a center and and the tackles, um, you know, ran to Tony Dews, the running back coach, to hammer into a bag and then turn to to uh, take on you know another outside blitzer with another coach holding a bag. Um, there one or two, uh, you know, ran with a, a ball that's connected to a to a string where you're tucking it away and somebody else is pulling on it as hard as they can for ball security. Um, so the whole gamut of drills like that, that, that running backs would go through together as a group at the beginning of practice, he did, he did everything there and he looked just like he would look on any other day. If, if I showed you video of that entire period, numberless guys, and you didn't know Derek Henry from anybody else. And I said, who's coming off, you know, significant foot surgery here, Nobody would be able to say, "Oh, that guy, the the, the yeah. tall one." You know, I was I was comparing it to you know as we watched it earlier. I was thinking to myself, "Okay, if we had a video of Henry doing these drills, same drills that we would see in the preseason during camp, if you said, okay, is this August or is this January?' I don't know if you could, based on the you could tell by the color of the grass, 
uh, where some of the grass is now changed from green to brown. But aside from that, I don't know if you could tell that it was January and Henry was coming off of a two-month absence here. Um, it looks like he's a go. The question is when. Brable gave no indication to that today, uh, Paul, but we, we, we went through a bit of what Vrabel had to say. Any other headlines of note from what Vrabel said in his media availability? And I know you also had a chance to talk with Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, Vrabel talked a little bit about the differences with, uh, with Mills at, at quarterback. Really, the theme was, you know, we can't give the ball away five times like we did. And defend Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah, like, like we did last time. Um, winning takes care of everything. Vrabel said that after they got the win against Miami, and he's saying it going into into this game. So he's kind of asked some questions about, you know, if Kansas City loses Cincinnati, I think Burrow has said he's he's not playing in this game, not because of his knee, but to to get ready. So things could be pretty set up for the Titans even before this game. He said winning takes care of everything. So he's got no intentions of, uh, at least that he's revealing. I would think, you know, uh, if Kansas City loses that game, they'll be quicker to pull people in this game if they're winning and, and things like but that. But don't. But I, Patriots could still make a charge, right? I mean, there are some. No, the Bengals. Here. The Bengals could make a. Yeah, that's play why I thought it was weird seed. when I read what I what I saw from Burrow. Um, what do you say? He, he, I saw something that said he said he's not playing. Um, I maybe they're just conceding that they don't have a. It's an outsider shot of that. And they know they're going to be Which hosting a game. Too early a give up for me. I uh, he's also hurt. Yeah, yeah but he said it's hurt. not. He said it's not because of the knee. It's because well, of the. I, I don't buy that. Yeah. I mean, if it's not because of the knee, he's taking. He's not leaving the game for the last play. Yeah, I, they. I, well, I'm, they I'm trying to think to of what their scenario. They need the Chiefs and the Titans to both lose, and they need to win. And that would allow and them. One to, of them to buy. could happen before their game. Yeah, so they would know one of the results. Yeah. Now, if the Chiefs win, I could see them them making that decision because yeah, uh, then they don't have the potential. About three hours ago, it was announced Joe Burrow sitting out the finale because of the injury on that final. Says play. to rest for the playoffs. He added that it's not due to the knee injury he suffered at the end of the win over the Chiefs. Burrow said that his knee is sore but not bad, and added, "I could play if I needed to." Anytime you get a little break at this point in the season, bodies are starting to wear down a little bit. Rest me this week so I can get back to full strength running around the way I need to in the first round of the playoffs. Well, if Kansas City that wins Saturday, Burrow. which we expect them to against Denver, uh, it's on It'll the road in Maha. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like they, I would rest Burrow too because they know he's going to play and, and the Bengals would be hosting the game wildcard week. They're conceding that the Chiefs are winning that game and it's not going to matter. So he'll, right. he'll rest. Oh, well, and 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 Joe and Joe Mixon. Not, Joe Mixon's gonna, also in the COVID list for them. Well, he's going to downplay it because that's what players do with injuries. But it's in part to rest up his injury to to get that a little bit better. One interesting thing he even said, "I want to be at a hundred percent for the playoffs." One interesting thing came out of players talking today. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons said he and Danico Autry have a weekly bet on who uh, disrupts the game more, and he admitted that Autry has been winning lately. Wouldn't give up any details on the specifics of how they judge it or <laughs> what the numbers are, but I thought that was pretty cool. I'd love he, to know he, how they judge it. That came out of talking about 
the competitive competitiveness among the front four. And Kevin Byer just keeps touting the front four, the front four, asked about the difference and asked about what's going on. And I think he's dead on. I mean, we all know it, but nobody's coming right out and saying it the way Byard is. But the thing that's different about this team and the thing that's different about this defense all comes, all starts with the front four. Uh, Naquan Jones, the only guy that was out of practice today, some others limited, Julio Jones, um, now off the COVID list is out there limited with the hamstring um, as we expect every day. That front and what they did to Miami. I mean, if you go back and watch just a couple clips of, I, I saw a Maldinger mon- did a montage that was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I saw a montage where it was just Tua on the run and it was Autry and Simmons primarily, but Dupree and others crashing through and not, not a ton of sacks. They had a, a several, but, the, the way that Tua was getting the football and having to immediately run. Doesn't he need yeah, to be, was, be a quarterback who's run, good on the run? He was on the run to the left over and over. Seems to me he needs Countless to be a quarterback. Countless he's just throwing it away because he's on, he's on the move. Yeah, I, seems to me he needs to be a quarterback that's good on the run, and he's terrible. he was terrible in this game yes. on, on the run. Yeah, he like he needs bad. to stop and reset in order to do something. You can't stop and reset. Josh Allen was really bad on the run like this, this past week. In pursuit, but that's more an exception. This seems I, like Tua's thing. Like yeah. like Bettingfield, the former scout who writes for me, wrote in the preview, you get him on the move and you've got him. Uh, that's not what you want to hear about a quarterback in the NFL today. The mobile quarterback thing is that they can do things on the move. Well, you don't want to hear about a guy, especially who's six feet tall. Right, yeah. You, you, you would, would expect would that guy's some, an escape artist. Some pocket maneuverability would be part of the game. Yeah. Paul, what did, uh, what did Mike Vrabel say about Bud Dupree and the video surfacing of the Walgreens with the assault citation yeah we're aware of it uh you know nothing well let me uh you know he spoke be, words. Me, he spoke words let me be pretty clear about what i saw in the, the latest video that shows more of the interaction the tmz video yeah bud dupree assaulted i mean that is the definition of assault he grabbed someone i don't know what was said what happened before that who hit who what all took place i have no idea what led to that but bud dupree is guilty of assault. People are confused. And he's guilty of, of being involved in something that obviously well, you shouldn't be involved in at in the middle of a season at a Walgreens in Germantown in North Nashville where you have this happen. People are confused about the difference between assault and battery. So they see him not throw a punch and they're like, oh, he didn't do anything. Well, He you, did something. But let's also look at what he cited with. He cited with assault dash fear of injury, I think is how it. Right, reads. so he threatened or said something that scared somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what we're talking about injury-wise uh, in the police report was a scratch on the forehead of a of a guy, and a woman had a her wrist or top of her hand scratch. with a scratch. But do you have to have but, suffered some kind of injury to have been assaulted? No, no, but, but that's but the the charge isn't necessarily assault. Just and bodily injury. He didn't beat this, anybody up. I mean, is, it's not. It, this is just fear of injury. Or fear, you know. Again, he looked like, pretty fearsome in the video I saw. Yeah, and and also based on the report. <laughs> well, based on the report, um, this group left and then came back with him, and then that's what we yeah, see in the video. His family or his party went in, got into some kind of verbal altercation. It looks like to me. This is my interpretation. Right. And went out and said, "Bud, we're having an issue." And here. returned to Walgreens him with back him. In, and that's what we having. see on the video. Yeah, and eventually we'll hear the whole story. Also, and we'll hear their side of it. But uh, I mean, it, it, guilty of just 
putting yourself in a bad situation. Titans fans' ability to just defend him automatically. And I said this after the first video came out, which was very clearly not the whole thing. And everybody's like, well, it's clear here. He's trying to break things up. No, nothing to see here. And I said, <laughs> this is a snippet of a video. This is not conclusive. It's not the whole thing. And everybody's like, oh, you know, this is it. I mean, you're seeing it. I mean, just be reasonable. Clearly, it's a snippet. It wasn't the whole thing. TMZ may not be the whole thing. But I, I, I would imagine the police have the whole thing. Also, And uh, he's not being charged for no reason. Did, did you guys find it interesting that we can produce... We, I can order a doorbell off of Amazon that has better video quality than the Walgreens yeah, security was, film. That was bad. That's all too common. Whenever I see great security footage, I think, boy, that's surprising. I mean, there, there's a that filter. Security footage is that there's good. There's a filter on Instagram called Camcorder, <laughs> and you can. It, it looks like video. you're in 1993. I mean, that that's it was like a filter on the the security cam at Walgreens. Well, for people unfamiliar with us or who haven't heard this story, I went for an incredible number of years without getting punched. <laughs> and I'm very punchable, but I have this thing where people don't hit me. And so from Petey Kelman punching me, a high school friend, in 1988 until the Predators were in the Stanley Cup final, I went without getting punched. But I, I thought I was kind of defending a woman who might have been in trouble with this guy as I was walking back to our old radio station office. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was staring him down like, I know you're up to something here. And he followed me through our gate that I rolled open to go into my car. I didn't realize he had followed me and he cold cocked me in the side of the head as I was getting into my car. I was stunned by this and I ran into our building. And as I rethought this thing, I should have said, Hey, look at that security camera up there. They're getting a nice picture of you. Well, that comes to find out it would have been a great line, right? Might've scared the guy, except the camera is like a prop. <laughs> no film, no no running, nothing. I didn't get huge. Hasn't worked since 1992. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it worked when they installed it. Yeah. So Paul left out the best part of the story. When you got punched by your friend Petey Kelman, where were you at? The Steve Winwood concert. Yeah, what kind of degenerate <laughs> gets punched in the head at a Steve uh, Winwood concert? The only two high school ever friends fight doing at some a Steve Winwood concert were <laughs> these two. Two friends at a concert drinking. Oh, so friendly. As, By the as, way, Steve Winwood back in the high life again starts playing. Steve Paul Winwood, gets punched. Steve Winwood's daughter, who I think is Lily or Lila, is playing over here at uh, a venue just a few blocks away from here this weekend. Here I in heard, Nashville, I heard an advertisement. Yeah. Really? I um, can I, we go and then I could punch you <laughs> in the history of the decade. <laughs> I'll, history. Get Petey, I'll get Peter to come to town. Yeah. I, I tried to get uh, Peter Kelman. Uh, yeah, I, I friended him on Facebook in order to reach out to him to be a guest on our show He's and relive very, this memory with Paul. This was three or four years ago. He's very gun shy. Um, and I, I, I sent a follow up message. I mean, I, I'm not trying to to pry. I'm not trying to be. Uh, you want gun shy? I'd like to relive to history. I just said, hey, I, I introduced myself. I, I, I said exactly what I was doing and who I worked with and what I was trying to set up and. Crickets. I got the delivery acknowledgement. No Petey's a guy from Peter Kelman. Come on my one shot. Petey's a guy who chews his knuckle like this, like till it's raw. He's kind of nervous type. I, I don't think he'd. Well, be you a, chew your nails. Much of radio. You guy. just go with the all nails. these years later. Nails are much better. All these years knuckle. later, Paul still taking shots at Peter Kelman. I hope Peter Kelman. I hope we fly him down here so he can walk <laughs> through that door right there. And we punch also you again. drove. We also drove that same car that we fought at. We drove that over Larry uh, Larry Hamelski's uh, uh, sneaker. Larry Hamelski <laughs> sneaker. He said, Every name gets better and better. Here, here here's. Let me just. Uh, uh, I'll reenact this for you. 
ow, my foot, back up. <laughs> but it turns out we didn't get his foot. We caught a sneaker and a sneaker kind of folded funny. And so when the sneaker folded funny, it felt like it was his foot because the sneaker had folded so oddly over his foot. But we thought we backed up over his foot. Tim Sorenza backed up over his foot. Oh, Timothy. Yeah. Hey, coming up, we're going to have our playoff flipping the coin. draft. Paul's flipping the coin right now to heads. determine who's going first. And it's based on heads, tails, heads, or heads, heads, tails. I found tails. a formula. He has a formula to determine okay. who's going to get the first overall pick heads, in our playoff tails, draft. Heads, tails, heads. We had heads, tails, heads. Heads, tails, heads. There is no heads, tails, heads. We'll determine the uh, the first, second, and third picks. But here's what we're going to do. Green Bay, I think, is going to be the first overall selection. I, I would I would assume that. Uh, it's like Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence being the top pick in the draft. We, we will get into why we're going to select teams where we are. Let's hypothetically say Paul has the first overall pick and he goes with Green Bay. Then it would be to Chad and then myself. We'll have to then pick a different team and explain why we would pick that team over the rest of the field to win the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl in L.A. or Dallas. Okay. <laughs> Regardless of the venue. Doesn't matter where it is. We talk playoff football next. Won't on be in Australia. Outkick 360. Say that much. Live at 6th and Peabody in Nashville with Paul Koharski and Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us. We're with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. And it is time for what we're calling our Super Bowl draft. We are deciding, we are drafting our teams that we believe have the greatest chance of hoisting the Lombardi Trophy in order. And once a team is selected, it cannot be selected again. And we'll end up with our group of teams with three of us selecting all the way through even, even current teams who are on the outside looking in. There are three teams that could be in the postseason based on Week 18 results. And we'll still draft those as well. The Steelers, the Raiders, and the Saints are on the outside looking in in both the NFC and AFC. So I will keep track like this. And, uh, Paul's got the list. He's we'll got the list. pin it up on the wall over there. <clears throat> as teams are eliminated, every time we come in and teams have been eliminated, we'll cross them off. And uh, then we need somebody, to come up with a winner. somebody will what, what buy is, beers Yeah, or there we go. We'll get a round of Yeehaw and Old Smoky. So, uh, good news, we got a bar right next to it. So, so. <laughs> we, good news, that's pretty easy for us to do. We came up we'll with an uh, insufficient yet intricate plan to uh, flip coins and come up with a winner here. And after I ran through it enough, we have our order. lo and behold, I won. We're sitting uh, in order, But we're snake actually. drafting this. We're snake drafting okay. this. So Makes I, it easy. I get the cream of the crop, but also I won't be heard from again in some time. And I take the obvious number one choice, Greenback. Uh, look, they get the best quarterback uh, they get the best setup here with the best home field advantage, and they are very overdue, as we've discussed. They're the only team in the field that is a absolute disappointment if they don't win the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's good or bad, really. I, I think it's good. The motivation is beyond anything anybody else has in the field. They're the decided favorite in this, and Lambeau, no they're the, the, the only team the who hasn't lost at home this season. That, that in and of itself tells you. They haven't lost at Lambeau since November 3rd or something of last year um, in 2020. That's it, crazy. It's, it's an outstanding run. Um, but the, that was the regular season. And then they lost to Tampa in the, NFC Championship. in the NFC Championship game. But again, that's a game that they should have won 
and LaFleur took a beating for it based on how he coached that game. This is interesting to see if you go where I think you will go or if you stick to some preseason feelings. Yeah, I am. I'm sticking. So in the preseason, I have the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans playing in L.A. for the Super Bowl. And Tennessee's getting Derrick Henry back. They're getting the best running back in football back. They're getting the MVP caliber uh, player back on their roster. And I'm also selecting Tennessee ahead of Kansas City because I feel like Tennessee takes care of business this week, guys. And they'll need two games to reach L.A. instead of three. And they'll be hosting those games at Nissan Stadium. Um, Tannehill's not looked at as a premier quarterback in the league. Uh, he's very good when he has A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry as a part of his offense. The offensive line is vastly improved over the last couple of weeks in his protection plan. And their defensive front, Paul hit on this earlier, their defensive front is extremely underrated across the NFL landscape. Not by teams, not by players or coaches, but by those that are talking about who is the favorite to go and win a Super Bowl. The defense for the Titans is one to bet on. And that's why I'm taking Tennessee with my first selection. Chad, choice. if you take the two I'm expecting here, you came out in pretty good shape for not having the Well, first the two. next one to me is obvious, the Chiefs. And that's my pick in the AFC. That's I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC. Offense was great. Even in a loss to Cincinnati, scored touchdowns on their first four drives of that game. They've been relying on their defense throughout this year. They can rely on either or. Uh, the defense has stepped up. Uh, I really like the Chiefs coming out of the AFC, so I'll take them in that third spot. I get another pick also, right? You do. Uh, this next one, I think, is uh, definitely up for debate. Um, Debatement, as you used to say uh, back uh, in the day. One time, said it one time. <laughs> never never forget. Um, I, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I'm going Tampa ah, in, the, in the next spot. Uh, I know that they are decimated with injuries. They don't have Antonio Brown, who's a big part of their Super Bowl run a year ago. Chris Godwin... Favorite target of Tom Brady is out. They d- didn't have guys on defense this past week also, barely beating the Jets. But uh, with that three seed right now, give me Father Tom, as I'm going to call him, instead of Father Time, Tom Brady. Uh, I'm, I'm going with them over who I think is going to be the next pick out of the NFC, I'm guessing. But that goes to Hutton. Uh, so uh, the Buccaneers wide receivers on this past Sunday, Mike Evans, Tyler Johnson, uh, Cyril Grayson. Who won the game. Who won the game. Uh, and Brashad Perriman. Then they had Antonio Brown playing in the game as well. They still That's got Rob Rakowski. Um, I'll take the oh, box no, in that I mean, spot. Hey, I mean. I wouldn't have taken him there. No, everyone's going to start to count out Tampa now. And we Which saw them. Which is always dangerous. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's going to be a lot harder for them this year than it was last year. I'm going uh, with my next selection, the Arizona Cardinals. Woo. I can find flaws with every team in the NFC behind the Packers. I'm not going with the Cowboys yet. Um, I'm taking Arizona because I have seen consistency at times, and I believe that the inconsistencies that we've seen recently, they can get back on track. They, they faced a, a very important game this past weekend in Dallas, and we saw that head-to-head matchup. Um, I, I love their defensive front, and – Based on what I've seen from Kyler Murray for the vast majority of the season, I, I like what Murray's bringing in, and I'm also picking Arizona because they're getting DeAndre Hopkins back in their in their lineup, in their arsenal, and they haven't had that during this lull, and they still won on the road in Dallas. I'm taking the Cardinals because on top of what we saw in person in week one, 
they've now added a run game to what they've what they're doing overall. It's not just on the arm of Kyler Murray and on the receiving end of DeAndre Hopkins. You guys know I love the trade for Zach Ertz. I think their offense is set up for the postseason because they can run the football, and that's going to be a theme of who I'm going with throughout this entire process. With the sixth pick here, I am going to take Buffalo Bills. Uh, I like the way they have come around. They're running the ball better, much better pass rush team than they were last time through. Um, Kansas City is is not a good matchup for them, but there are scenarios here I haven't looked in great detail at, at who they could avoid and, and who they can't. But um, I, I think that they're as good this year going in as they, they were last year and that um, they can travel anywhere, obviously, uh, given, given the weather. Um, You've got to lean on quarterbacks here, and I think they've got a quarterback who's fully capable at this stage of getting hot and going on a run. No doubt about that. And, and the thing about Buffalo, too, that I like, there are things I love about Buffalo and things that trouble me. If, if you get Josh Allen in a situation where he has to stand in the pocket and he's not going to be a run threat, that doesn't just affect Josh Allen. That affects their entire run game. And we saw what happened when he could only carry the ball one time in a loss. Since then, Paul, he's been running more effectively. But again, that, that's the one part of their offense that troubles me is the run game aspect of Buffalo. Yeah. I don't buy de- I don't buy Singletary's consistency. Yeah, I don't love him either. But I think at this point, everybody's going to start to have a flaw. And I got another pick here. Yep. And so I'm picking between two teams that are... No, pro- no, no, no. You don't have another pick yet. I do. It's snakes. It's snakes on both ends. Oh, okay. Um, two teams that are perennial disappointments I'm choosing between. So which one is less likely to disappoint? I Go can't, ahead. I can't believe I'm doing it, but <laughs> I, I, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals because I love the quarterback and I think it's a quarterback deal. And I think, um, that, that Joe Burrow and Chase might be an unstoppable combination. He's got alternatives to Chase. He's got a run game and there's a pass rush. And these are the required ingredients. Now, they don't win playoff games historically. Marvin Lewis won zero playoff games in in 15 years or whatever it was. But it's a new era. I think you know who I'm talking about as the other one who I think you probably would be wise to take next. But I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals as a seventh team. I I think I'm going to surprise you guys. It's a long time until I pick again (laughs) after that last one. Well, I mean, you're going to figure it out. I think I'm going to leave you with a team you want because I'm I'm going to surprise some people here. I'm taking the New England Patriots. I am looking for teams. I am looking for teams that I believe can go and win three straight games. And second only to the Tennessee Titans are the New England Patriots in plays – the, from the line of scrimmage, snapped uh, actual offensive plays throughout the season. They can run the football effectively. They can play solid defense. Uh, they've done that over the last couple of years, and I've got the Hall of Fame coach to go with it. Um, I realize I'm drafting Mac Jones and the rookie, but we have seen, and, and we've seen throughout the season, there was a about a month stretch where everyone believed that the Patriots were going to be the number one overall seed in the AFC. And I don't think there's a big difference between the number one overall seed and like seeds five or six in this playoff field. I, I, I think it is as wide open as it's ever been. And because of that, I'm taking teams that can control the line of scrimmage and teams that can control time of possession. 
New England can do that, and they can win tight football games on the leg of their kicker. Give me the Patriots. So I'm going to go with a team that I don't really love, uh, but here I am picking ninth, so it's the team I'm going to select because if they beat the 49ers on Sunday, they are the number two seed in the NFC and uh, will host the number seven seed in the first round. That is the Rams of Los Hmm. Angeles. Uh, Matthew Stafford has looked like Detroit Matthew Stafford as of late. Uh, Started out hot. Rams were the darlings uh, of the media in the preseason, early on in the season, looked great. Looked like a brand new Matthew Stafford. Now looks like a guy who was not successful in Detroit, and he's not successful now uh, with the Rams. I don't love this team, but they have some star power. They've got some pieces on defense. Von Miller played great on Sunday. Give me the Rams uh, with the ninth pick. And with the tenth pick, I'm going to take another team that I've been down on all year. <laughs> hey, by the way, I like the Rams because they have for- they forced turnovers. They have forced at least a turnover in 11 of their last 12 games. And they can streak. That and they're changes, streaking that, right now. That despite, changes the landscape of a playoff game I, with an extra possession. I, I think they're underrated right now for the, the way they're playing despite quarterback failures. If he locks in a little bit, it's be a able to trust damn your, good yeah, pick. Yeah. You know, there are, there are just players, for whatever reason, that um, we deny. You know, everybody's got their – it's just you, you see a guy, you watch him a lot, and even if the stats are good and you've seen some good things, you just deny that they're going to be great or they can do great things. Dak Prescott is that quarterback for me, uh, for the Cowboys. I am a Dak denier. Uh, I know that his stats have been good. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I am a Dak denier. But even with that being said, the Cowboys have the best roster of the teams that are left. They're, they're going to host a game. Uh, should host the 4-5 the game against the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals a lot more, but Hutton already took them. So for the purposes of this exercise, I'm going to go with the Cowboys at home if that game happens. And, uh, and give me the Cowboys. They've got good, uh, you know, Micah Parsons, uh, Diggs. They've had great contribution from rookie players on defense. Defense has gotten a little bit better. Bad loss, I thought, to the Cardinals. At home on on uh, Sunday, a, a team that was playing very poorly going into that game, but uh, we're running out of teams, so I'll take the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys aren't bad uh, with the teams that, that have uh, the teams they have left. Um, the, look, Dallas. Dallas's only concern, from from my view, is their lack of commitment to run the football. Far too often, when I think it is a run situation, especially with their two backs. And Pollard's been banged up. I love Pollard. Uh, Elliott is certainly capable, I know, because I've had him on a fantasy football team. And recently, he has not done much, but it's also due to their lack of commitment there. Um, they're putting it on Prescott in the, in the past game. How does that fare down the line of needing to win three straight games to get to the Super Bowl? Again, I, I think there's going to you have to win in different ways. And their, their defense is, I mean... Chad, you're getting Micah Parsons and you're getting Diggs. I mean, that that's a huge advantage. Like I said, you got some they've personnel. Had, they've had great uh, contribution from those guys. So Hard to I'll, see I'll take I'll take the Cowboys roster, but not a believer in Dak. So uh, the teams I have left on my sheet, and I've ranked them here based on my criteria. I'm going with teams that can run and teams that can play defense. And while the teams that are left, none of these teams really scare me for the opponents I already have. I'm taking the Colts with my next selection. I do not trust Carson Wentz whatsoever. But they can run the football with a legitimate MVP candidate based on how every uh, – Hub Arkish is going to vote for him. 
uh, Jonathan Taylor. And the, the player that no one talks about enough but is the guy for this team is Darius Leonard, who is a turnover machine. Not only does he force fumbles, he recovers them. Uh, he impacts games. I've got a game breaker, a game changer on defense with the Colts. Uh, they're going to be a road team, and it's going to be one of those slugfests as they go through. And they, they were hyped up last year on the road against Buffalo a bit. And while they played that game tough, in the end, the, be- the team with the more talent won that game. The team with the better quarterback won that game. And while I'm not confident in the Colts making a run, I think they're better than the teams that are left on our sheets. Uh, and because of that, I'm taking the Colts with, what is this, my fourth team? Yeah, yep. my fourth team. This deep, I mean, we obviously are choosing from not much here. And uh, I'm counting on a team that's starting its playoff run Sunday night. It can't stop the run, but they've got by far the best quarterback left, mm. the Chargers. Yep. I agree. The Chargers are intriguing because they they can't stop the run. But they, you're right, Paul. They have the ability to keep up with any team. And the other thing. They have a coach that is willing to go for it on fourth down practically anywhere on the field. Like they, they can flip the field and and make some big time plays. It's boom or bust in that regard. But Staley's aggressive mentality and knowing the teams that he has to do that against, I love it. We've got and, and he doesn't regret anything. We've there got either. four left here, so Chad ends up with an extra team at the end. Is that right? Yeah, we need to go quick if we're doing this now, or All we right. can, or we can push into the next segment too. Well, I'll, I'll make my uh, go for it. My second to last, I'm I'm choosing between two, and I will take on a whim. I'm going with the quarterback thing. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders because I'd like Derek Carr better than anything that's available there. So Paul goes with the Raiders. So at least one of his teams will be eliminated uh, this coming week, unless they tie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they tie, Paul's and I'm in for the favor tie. of the tie scenario. I'm on record with that. I uh, my next selection. Paul I, taking a real leap there to take a team that's not uh, currently in the, or I guess in in jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, with both of those right there, the with the winner take all game. Well, two, I, two of the next three are out. I am taking the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. That was the choice. Best there best rushing attack choice. in the NFL right now. They've gone for a hundred plus in their uh, uh, now eleven straight games. They've won six of seven. It's not a stretch of those six wins where they've you know they have this glorious win over a really good team but they can run the football and their defense is only allowing 18 points per game over their last five games they're locked in right now and so i'll take the hot hand and the team that guarantees me that they're in the postseason philadelphia which order which order chad this is important which one you you put over the other steelers or saints i mean 49ers also right Oh, the 49ers are available. Oh, I forgot the 49ers. Uh, so I, I oh, think, Hutton should get one of them. I think it's 49ers or Saints based on the scenario. Right, well, so you get two If of you them. believe the Rams will beat the 49ers and you think the Saints will beat the Falcons, then you take the Saints. So right. what I'm going to do is take the Saints. All right. Because I think they're going to be in the field when the 49ers lose to the Rams, when the Saints beat the Falcons. Uh, give me the Saints. You guys know how I love Taysom Hill. At quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what the sales pitch is. It's a team that's left that All I right. think is going to be in the field. You so. get one more. You uh, get Alvin Kamara. That's your sales pitch. Yeah, yeah. VFL, Alvin Kamara. Um, Steelers. I, I uh, No, no, hold on. No, no. <laughs> oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> no, 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 I wrote no, no, it down. No, 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 no. Sorry, 49ers. 
Damn 49ers. I'm not, I'm not going move. Steelers. All right, so I'll take the Steelers. Uh, you want to talk about a, a de- denier situation? I, I deny all that is Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, I'll take the 49ers. 49ers superior to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We right will now. tweet this out, and you will tell us who did best. Our Super Bowl draft and we our top it. three picks. We did it. Our, we did it. Our consensus, with I believe, with the rest of the league. Maybe I'm wrong I here. don't feel great about it. Green well, Bay, order, Tennessee, order Kansas City. The order would be debated. Well, the order would be debated, yeah, but I but think the, the top three. The top three, because two of the three only need to win two to I, get to the Super Bowl. I think that the consensus around the league, the Titans would not be in that group. I, I think Kansas City would be the second choice for most. Well, who I would think be three? Who would be the consensus it would third? Be Titans would probably Bills, be three. Bills or Bucks. Titans would not be three. I think not what Titans, I'm reading. I, I, I read a lot, three. and I see a lot of tweets, and I see a lot more Bills love than Titans love out of the AFC. Not in the analytics community, they wouldn't. Read a story about that in the morning. I've been talking to analytics folks like crazy. We'll have a fun conversation about that. Yes, we will. Coming up, uh, a conversation on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and the discussion being had by some out there, some, some that are in the know, some that have connections with Ravens players, discussing Huntley and comparing him to Jackson, who's about to get a big contract extension. That's next on Outkick 360. Outkick 360 rolls on. It's been a fun show. Plenty of news and notes to discuss. And uh, you can join us on the uh, Twitter poll on the best draft for teams available for the Super Bowl as the playoffs really start this week, the playoff maneuvering. Uh, for teams seed-wise and teams trying to get in, win an in scenario, for instance, with the Chargers and the Raiders. Reed, uh, across the room here at Old Smokey and Yeehaw, 6th and Peabody, he has the list. He's pinning this to the wall. And as the as the teams are eliminated, we will have, we'll have them... Uh, Reed will take care of this for us. He'll remove them from the list. Look at that deft scissor work and yeah. tape oh, work yeah. from Reed right there. Very resourceful. This very flowing with the the scissors through the the tape. Hutton's got a bit beautiful. of a a home base advantage with uh, with some Nashvilleians in our hometown liking that Tennessee. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my top two. I retweeted it and said I, I like that top two. Kansas City and Tampa, the two teams happened to play for it all a year ago. Yeah, I'll take that top two. I like my top one. Uh, that's why I didn't go with many NFC teams because <laughs> Green <laughs> yeah. Bay, I think, will be there. Hey. Uh, Who's not there this year? The Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson's been banged up. He's unlikely to play again this week. Um, he's missed, what, three straight games. Char- Charles Woodson, over the weekend, uh, put out there that he says, Tyler Huntley can do exactly what Lamar Jackson can do as a runner, and he passes a little bit better. And he believes that the Ravens can win with him. That prompted, I mean, there's a firestorm of replies. And then that prompted Bernard Pollard, former Raven, to chime in and agree with Woodson on Lamar Jackson comparing him to Tyler Huntley. Lamar Jackson has been, you know, pulling the the rabbit out of the hat many times for Baltimore. And I, I think, and they're discussing this because Huntley's come in and has performed well given the fact that Lamar Jackson hasn't been there. They've been running their same offense. And the question was, in regards to, hey, this is happening as Lamar Jackson is negotiating for himself. He doesn't have an agent. He's negotiating for himself on this big contract extension. He's in the same boat with Baker Mayfield. And Josh Allen would have been there, but they agreed to a a big contract prior to the season. And here is Lamar Jackson next in line and Tyler Huntley 
has been performing well at quarterback, running the same offense for for John Harbaugh. And he's dirt cheap, like it, as well, cheap exactly. as it come. You pick Undrafted up the, cheap. He's a restricted exclusive re- exclusive rights, rights free for agent. three more years. Right. So you you can obtain, you retain him easily, and he's going to be the backup to Lamar Jackson, or is he? That's what Charles Woodson was pointing out. I just don't see a world where the Ravens don't pay Lamar Jackson, former MVP uh, in 2019. I, I, I don't buy it as heavily as Huntley can do the same things that Jackson can do, but we, I mean, we have a much larger body of work, and Jackson's coming off last year where he won his first playoff game as a starter. Well, here's the thing is that um, – Look, I, I'm not a huge Lamar guy, but they didn't win these games without Lamar. They right. had a terrible season. Now, uh, injuries, uh, they're going to be the number one most injured team in the league this year, most games lost. Titans were in bad shape, too. Uh, imagine uh, the uh, being worse. Imagine losing your quarterback Ravens down the stretch. Were worse. Yeah. Um, so, you know, though I, I do feel this tension like I do with Mayfield. Uh, now, Lamar's way better than Mayfield. But the number one commodity in NFL football is a cheap, good quarterback. It allows your salary cap to be completely different. And when you have the freedom to spend on other commodities and not spend giant on quarterback and have a small cap number at quarterback, that is the number one easy path to going and getting a Super Bowl. So – Charles Woodson raises that idea. Now, I don't know that DaCosta is going to go jump on that idea. What do you do with Lamar? You put Lamar on the market. You give Baltimore draft resources who drafts as well as anybody in the league. You give them that quarterback, the backup. Now you're an injury away from being you know, condemned. But it's an intriguing thing to talk about, think about. I, I, I found it fascinating that because most of the time, the the Ravens guys, you know, and 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 just the media itself, they they back Lamar. Did Woodson get killed for that? The there were fans that were jumping in, just uh, you know, saying this is absurd, and and I was just reading through, it and I just noticed the blue check marks that were chiming in, and one of them was Bernard Pollard, who was completely agreeing with Woodson, saying if you just compare the style of play and the way that Huntley's been throwing the football, it's it's not hard to have the opinion that he can throw it better, and he also gives you the mobility that Lamar does. How Ravens-like is that, to find a... a Again, a, I'm, not buying, I'm, not, junk pile I'm not buying that at all. A junk pile backup that, that would even even have somebody think of that. I mean, he, he played very well in, in his absence. We'd give him that, for sure. Maybe I'm crazy, but I was, I was thinking to myself, okay, if Tyler Huntley were a free agent, where would he be in the pecking order of teams clamoring to sign him? Well, at, at his price? No, not He'd at his price. High. At a free agent price, he's going to be more based on his play, right? The the Ravens have a bargain based on his exclusive rights. My yeah. point being a regular free agent. Right. Where where is he on this list of the hierarchy of quarterbacks way that expect to be list. available? Well, where would Lamar Jackson be? I, I, way high on the list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's ridiculous what Woodson's saying. If there if he could do the same things as Lamar Jackson, he would be doing them in the league. This is a guy who won the league MVP. I mean, if there's another Lamar Jackson out there or better, um, he's playing somewhere. Well, I I don't think it's it's quite a fair conversation to say, well, at the same price. He'd be at the low end. He would be. I'm I'm not saying exclusive rights-free agent, but he'd be at the low end of this group of quarterbacks. At the low end and the young end and the not-banged-up end of this quarterback, 
class that we're expecting? Could could a team want to go that direction? You know, a team like if the Titans were in the market that wants to run it and play defense and can can go with the quarterback who's less expensive. They didn't, but right. could go with the quarterback that's less expensive. He'd be intriguing. We mentioned this at the beginning of the show. The NFL has started the talk of potentially moving the Super Bowl to Arlington at AT&T Stadium in Jerry's World based on COVID restrictions and COVID policy in California. As we wrap up the show, just the tweet from out in L.A., one of the uh, – Arash Markazi, uh, one of the uh, reporters out there for the uh, radio station there, says that they're going to meet uh, the league – uh, along with representatives from Los Angeles and California uh, and other officials. They're going to meet next week. Representatives from the Rams and Chargers and the city scheduled to meet next week at SoFi Stadium to discuss the possibility of moving the Super Bowl to Dallas or keeping it where it is. School's out tomorrow where I live. Already? Kids are going to be all out on the Outkick 360 streets. back tomorrow. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks.